it's time to hate watch with us. Last week, we told y'all that it's burnout week over here, and that is because we recorded like four episodes in a one week span before Kelsey and I go on vacation. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that it turns out burnout week is burnout month for y'all on the uh, headphone side of this transaction. <laughs> so. <laughs> Sorry. Just wanted to do that table setting before we get too deep into day, into today's episode because of all the words I'm able to say. <laughs> <laughs> so that in mind, today we are going to be talking about a couple of Disney Channel original movies. I can't remember how we decided to do that. There was a conversation that led to it, but you will come to find out that we regretted our choices. And then we are going to talk about all of the lies that Pinterest has told us. Yes. <laughs> so consider this an episode of Gripes. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. It's going to be the airing of our grievances. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's start with Disney Channel movies. Kelsey and I are BYOBing. Two different movies. So what did you watch, Kels? I watched a 2006 movie that is described on Wikipedia as a romantic teen comedy. Oh boy. Called Cowbells. B-E-L-L-E-S. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. What did you watch? I watched Cadet Kelly, which is a Hillary Duff movie that was made during her Lizzie McGuire years. A true classic, really. A true classic. And I chose this movie because it's on Netflix. That was the primary criteria. Yeah, it was slim pickings on Netflix, guys. <laughs> oh, shit. This movie's from 2002. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was that old. And I chose it because I remembered really liking this movie and then realized extremely quickly that I remember nothing about it except the cover art. <laughs> so it was literally like watching it for the first time. That'll happen. Yeah. So tell me about Cowbells. Well, I just got really distracted because I'm looking at the ratings for all Disney Channel original movies and they're not that bad. Really? Are they written by teenagers though? No, the ratings. Like the viewership numbers. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> like Nielsen. Thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This movie got 5.8 million viewers on its premiere. Yeah. Captive audience, you know? It's all those latchkey kids. All those latchkey kids. Yeah. <laughs> so this movie. Ah, oh, this movie. <laughs> it starred these two chicks who are like, they're sisters, I think. They're both blonde and kind of like demons. Oh, and they were, I remember, I think, those people being, like, poised to be one of, like, the new, like, it actors on the Disney Channel following, like, Hilary Duff and whoever else. <laughs> you know how they had, like, people they would yeah. try to form a lot of content around and then when they failed, they'd move on? So that's what this was. Yeah. is one of those. Can you spend a hot second on the cover art? Yeah, let's talk about that cover <laughs> art. <laughs> um, first of all, the Disney logo has cow spots. It does. They're sitting, like... Kind of trying to be sexy, maybe, on a fake horse? Like, side saddle on a cow. Yeah. H horse, cow, words are hard. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, it's burnout week. You 
And then there's not knowing the difference between a horse and a cow. <laughs> I just don't know if I can give you that one. It's a tough day for me, Kirsty. <laughs> We're also recording at a really weird time of day, and it's just yeah, it's like one forty-six on a Saturday. My podcasting juice is coffee. Yeah, mine is too. Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> we're, we're too hyper-stimulated. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that cover art is fascinating. This movie had a $5 million budget, apparently. Wow. I'm learning all kinds of things. And this was about two spoiled sisters who just have free reign to their father's credit card and are used to getting everything they want. And their father owns a dairy production factory mm-hmm. so not like the cow side of things but the making the yogurt and milk and packaging it up side of things yep so apparently that makes you super rich and they kind of spend a really really long time telling you that they're super cool because they have all this money and they can do whatever they want and then they fi- they set the house on fire <laughs> like you do they set the house on fire by accident because they sometimes you just do that right because when you're spoiled you also don't know how to cook (laughs) so they set the house on fire and the dad finally is like you're gonna learn about making your own money and working hard for things so he puts them to work in the factory on the production line and there's like 17,000 different montages of them like dropping things into yogurt and shooting milk at their faces out of different things by accidentally pressing buttons and like spilling things and falling in it like that's just a whole lot and then eventually they find out that because their dad was on vacation they eventually find out that his business partner stole all of the like company money Mm -hmm. while he'd sent the other guy out of town so they have to use their resources to pay the payroll or else the company will go under and everyone will quit. Sure. And then they learn some valuable lessons about hard work and then teach all their friends about hard work. And then they end the movie with them having supposedly no money left. And they're just like, cool, but we know about work now, so it's fine. So it's basically that show that Paris Hilton and What's-Her-Face had. Yep, 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 mm-hmm. yep, exactly that. Yep. It's really rough. The title credits have literal moo sounds that happen. Oh, cool. Which is fun. I think they also do the soundtrack for the movie, because that's what Disney was really into. Mm-hmm. So it was particularly rough. What else? There is a teenage farm boy hot thro- heartthrob who wears, like, cut-off denim vests with no sleeves. <laughs> and he teaches them about hard work on the farm. Great. And they, my favorite part was that one of them is going to go over to like hang out with Farm Boy and they basically do like sexy getting ready song, but for teenage boys. (laughs) So they do like a long shot of him like spraying on his axe deodorant and then like looking in the mirror longingly and then it's just like a whole lot and he's like picking out which shirt to wear. (laughs) That like, is the super cut I never knew I needed. It's super fascinating. <laughs> um, yeah, so that happens. He's a real gem. There's a cow birth scene. Of course. Sure. There's also a, a country band at the dairy factory. 
like the workers have a at lunchtime they put together a band and they all sing and dance in the break room yep uh, <laughs> like you do right and then the other thing we learn is that apparently like twenty thousand dollars is enough for a full factory's payroll to make everything better obviously I'm like i think i don't know i don't know <laughs> maybe before benefits right so they try to teach kids about not being so self-absorbed and about not being spoiled but i feel like the message may have been lost on small children watching this movie because they spend so much time talking about how great it is to get everything you want and be spoiled. <laughs> well, especially if they end the movie with, like, no money and all they have to say for it is, like, we work hard. Yeah, it's pretty fascinating. And then, hold on, I'm looking for my favorite line in this Wikipedia article. In a review about the DVD, they said, like the milk in this movie, the oh, bonus yeah. features are skim, and the audio video presentation could use some improvement. Oh, no. Yeah. So that was a fun line. <laughs> Yikes. These two actresses were, like, particularly grating and irritating. They look like it. Yeah. I never- I remember- I was, like, phased out of Disney Channel at this point- yeah. But I do recall, like, my sister watched it a lot, and I really couldn't deal with these two, so. <laughs> Obviously, this is the movie I had to watch. <laughs> <laughs> That's most of Cowbells with me. Wow. What about, what about you? Tell me about Cadet Kelly. I just learned a super fun bit of trivia about Cadet Kelly, which is that it was the first Disney Channel original movie. No shit. Yeah. Wow. So, and then the second one was Camp Rock. Yeah, I recall Camp Rock. Um, so yeah. Wait, that's not true. What? That's not true. That's what IMDb just told me. But what about all the ones before that about, like, Smart House and stuff? I don't know. 2000, no, that's not what Wikipedia tells me. Xenon was in 2001, Motocross, The Luck of the Irish, come on now. Is it possible that those were produced under a different studio and the Disney yeah. Channel opened, like, yeah, that's a different, possible. like, distribution arm. I'll give you that. I And I'm making that up. I'm reading it in a little paper, as it were. <laughs> but just trying to give IMDb some credit. I mean, we've read IMDb reviews, haven't we? <laughs> it's not in a review. It's in the trivia section. Yeah, but it's like a Wikipedia page. Like, anyone could edit okay. that. Is Cadet Kelly the <laughs> first Disney Channel original? This is what you're here for, this hard-hitting journalism. <laughs> Let's look at Disney Wiki. That's the only place I'm going to find that information. Oh, it was Disney Channel's second film filmed in Canada. Oh, Canada. <laughs> so, at any rate, it was it, it was a movie that Disney made one time. I vaguely remember it. So the cover art is Hilary Duff in a pink sparkly t-shirt and pink sparkly camo pants. And she's saluting. Sure. Sure. And there's a woman standing behind her in, like, military uniform. And it's got dog tags that say Cadet Kelly. And then mm -hmm. in pink font right underneath her armpit, it says, Too Cool for Rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she is. So, like, speaking of tone setting. So, Kelly is in, like, seventh grade or something like that and lives in New York City. And... She goes to some, like, yuppie art 
school, like middle school. And the opening is a voiceover of her. She says, there are some stories that are meant to be told, but I never realized my memoirs would be one of them. Sure, sure, sure. That voiceover is happening over a somewhat slow motion reel of a bunch of kids dancing with ribbon dancers, which is Uh how you know that she is carefree and spirited. Right. Because she uses ribbon dancers. Right. So this is where we're introduced to the fact that she goes to, like, a yuppie art high school. And we learn that she has divorced parents and that her father is some sort of freelancer who, like, travels the world doing something. I think Mm -hmm. photography, but it's not clear. And so he's, like, kind of absentee. And then she has a mother who's a career woman. She has two parents? Yeah. That's a very abnormal thing for Disney. They're divorced, though. Oh, sure. And she ends up with a stepfather. So it's, like, appropriate for the mid-2000s. Yeah. So you find out that her mom is a career woman, capital C, capital W, because many jokes are made about the fact that she doesn't know how to cook, Mm -hmm. including a prolonged scene where she can't figure out how to put an apron on and continually puts it on her armpit instead of around her neck. Oh, sure. Right? Uh Uh-huh. And so... After the scene where you're introduced to her father, you meet her mother and her soon-to-be stepfather, who is a general. Mm-hmm. And this is where you learn that her mom is a career woman, and there's a very awkward dinner scene where the mom reveals that she and the general are getting married, and there's, you know, some awkward dialogue from Hilary Duff where she's, like, they make her, like, inappropriately mature but like in a way that's supposed to be funny so she says the mom says something about how they are they've been thinking about settling down and she's like and i totally support that a hundred percent some weird shit like that yep and then they're like uh no i mean like we're getting married tomorrow and then she's like oh yay i guess that's casual and then the next day which is supposed to be like the day before the wedding Although they never show the wedding, so again, it's not totally clear. Mm-hmm. But they make a lot of jokes about her mom looking bridal, so her mom reveals that as part of marrying this guy, they are going to have to move upstate, where he has just been offered a job as the principal of a military academy. And in her mother's words, they're moving to a town so small there's no takeout, which means that the only school that she can attend is the military academy. Right. Right. <laughs> and in this in this dialogue her mom also reveals that she has to become a stay-at-home housewife and will be giving up her career to learn how to cook and keep a house okay yeah so that was awkward yeah so then they move upstate and she goes to this military academy and she's really bad at it she keeps saying weird shit about wanting to keep her individualism and her sense of creativity and she like tries to show up in uniform wearing an ascot and a bunch of sparkly bangles and she sleeps with a rainbow blanket which wikipedia claims is worth fifteen thousand dollars in the movie but they definitely never said that so wikipedia (laughs) is making shit up oh boy and right away she has a really bad interaction with like the cadet captain who is a like 16 year old girl but she's like really tough and yells at them and stuff and nobody likes her. And so the next, like, third 
of the movie. Not it's like not quite a third, but like the next chunk. Yeah, is her just like having a battle with this cadet captain. And the whole point is, like, she doesn't fit in and she doesn't have discipline and everyone keeps being like, you need to learn what it's like and uh, whatever. And she's, like, bad at her classes because she keeps speaking out of turn and saying absurd shit. Like, she has this one history class about, like, military battles and she raises her hand and says that she's a conscientious objector. (laughs) Like, sure. 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 She seems like a real treat. She's a real, real treat. So then there is a boy on campus whose name is Brad, and he is 16, and he's the most beautiful boy in the world, and they are lucky enough to have him at their school. So everybody on campus is in love with him, especially the cadet captain, who is also 16. And then there's Kelly, who's, like, 14, and they end up in this weird, like, love battle over Brad. (laughs) and the thing that drove me the most crazy is this notion that a 14 year old and a 16 year old would be competing for the affections of another 16 year old and that the 16 year old woman would be like or girl would be threatened by a 14 year old yeah that's not like this 16 year old boy is trying to date this 14 year old girl and that we're just okay with that even though that's like statutory rape Right. But it's all good. (laughs) (laughs) It's all good. Wow. So so then there's lots of montages of her having to go through obstacle courses and her getting yelled at during, like, inspection. And life is just very hard for her. And then she gets court-martialed because she, like, uh, puts paint in the person's hair and... Stuff just goes very badly for her for a little while. And it's during this time that her mom announces that she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. She's just pregnant. And... Yeah. Just... Do you know how sometimes uh, after your career has been demolished and you've been moved upstate, you just decide that you're pregnant now? Right. So then that begins sort of the next chapter of this film where Hilary Duff starts talking about how she uh, is now responsible for bringing a child into the world. And the recurring (laughs) joke from the beginning to the end of the movie is that she has to do everything. And Mm -hmm. so at one point she's like, so my to-do list is to do, you know, do good at school and teach my stepdad stuff and bring a child into this world. I have to do everything. That's not how that works. That's not... Cadet Kelly. No. But because she has this new sense of responsibility... Sure. This happens. And so part of her court-martial is she was assigned to do, like, the equipment maintenance for the drill team, for, like, the people who do, like, drills with rifles and they compete. Yep. And through that, she decides she wants to try out for the drill team. Oh, they all, like, flip those and spin them and shit, right? Yeah, they, like, spin them around. Yeah, I recall this movie now. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't remember any of this part. <laughs> so <laughs> this was all brand new to me. <laughs> so the next 45 minutes or so is just different montages of various people, including Kelly, spinning plastic <laughs> rifles. Right. But she tries out for the drill team and she gets on 
and her stepfather calls her into his office before she finds out that she's on the drill team and he's like so i just learned that without my permission or my authority you tried out for the drill team and she's like oh yeah and he's like and i heard that you were selected and then they're like oh my god i'm so proud of you family moment and she gives him this whole speech about how he has some stuff to learn because he's like too military and he's about to have a child and if he's going to be a good father he needs to learn how to like be a human instead of a soldier mm-hmm. so that was also awkward <laughs> and then they like hug it out and then she joins the drill team and they go to this competition that's supposed to have high stakes for some reason and she competes in the first part of it oh she and the girl that she's having rivalry with end up choreographing a thing together that starts with like a, a dance battle in a field that they spontaneously have together except with like drill moves yeah and uh brad comes over and sees it and is like this is really good you should do it for the competition and they're like well fuck now we have to work together <laughs> <laughs> so then they go to the competition they do the first round and like do okay and they're like supposed to be the underdogs and then they're about to go to the second competition and her phone rings and everyone gets mad at her for having her phone and it's her dad but then she can't get in touch with him so then she's like something's wrong and her stepdad removes her from the competition without telling the rest of the team to go look for him and then it turns out he'd like fallen off a cliff and she has to use her obstacle course training to rappel down a a mountainside and (laughs) save him what in her drill uniform (laughs) and this is bananas. <laughs> and meanwhile, everyone's back at the competition, and they're about to do the second round, and no one can find her. So then Brad and the chick are mad at her, and the chick's like, once a maggot, always a maggot. I knew we couldn't trust her. And <laughs> then they're down five points, and then Kelly gets back in time, and so she and the chick do their choreograph number. But then they come in second in the competition, and everyone's kind of sad about it. And Kelly's like, oh, this is all my fault. And then the chick turns to her and she's like, you're right, it is. If you had never joined the drill team. And then there's this long pause. And then she's like, we wouldn't have gotten here. And everyone hugs it out. Oh, boy. Uh, And then she realizes that she has two dads instead of one. And it's it's a happy ending. That's something. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, it was a winding road to get there, but yeah, I was gonna say that was a that was a recap. All right, <laughs> it was hard. It was it was a hard one to recap. There's a lot going on. There's like four distinct sections of this film. None of them are good, and none of none of them are good done without <laughs> literally every single one of them. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. So the lesson here is <laughs> we're gonna stick with Hallmark movies. <laughs> And American Girl doll movies and board game movies and maybe not do Disney Channel originals again. Yeah, we thought we thought that this would be like a really rich genre. And it's not. It's like too underwhelming to be fun. Yeah. It was like it wasn't straight up bad. It wasn't by any means anything close to good. And it was just like not fun. Yeah. It sort of led me to this question. Tell me your question. So, like, we we talked a little bit, particularly in terms of Game of Thrones, about, like, what makes a good hate watch. 
And so for me, like, whenever we get into a property that we know that we're not going to like, like, we're not watching because we think it's good, the question for me is, like, you know, what's the true meaning of hate watch? Like, why are we watching this thing that we, like, don't enjoy? And, like, what do we get out of it? And so, like, what is it that makes Hallmark movies fun that doesn't make Disney Channel movies fun? Or if you want to stick with, like, age-specific, what makes American Girl doll movies fun that makes this not fun? Do you think it's that Disney movies are such a part of a machine? Mm-hmm. And that they... Yeah. They just know what they're doing too much for us to be able to pick it apart because formulaically it works. It just, it's not as glaringly terrible as things that are maybe a little more immature. Yeah. Not that Hallmark doesn't have a system because they do. Right. There's this formulaic and it also is churned out by a giant machine, but they're playing with fire in a different way than Disney is. Yeah. I think sort of to that point my feeling was that you can see the parts of this movie that were inserted just to kill time like disney was like you know we've got a good hour and a half to kill and if we throw some ads in here we could kill two hours and that's less (laughs) scheduling for us so um producers that's what you got to work with good luck and so like i feel like there were definitely these long periods of time in the movie which is part of why it's so hard to recap where (laughs) You can just see them being like, well, we've got a camera. Yeah, these are stories that could be told in, like, a 15-minute short. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. I, I, for me, I feel like the litmus test, the test of premise, should be, like, how bananas does your setup need to be for the premise to work, and then how long does it take to get through that? And it took a solid, like, half hour to get through the premise setting before we actually got to the plot of the movie. Yeah. And it's because they had to go through, like, the whole stage of, like, absentee dad. Mom is getting married. We we have feelings about mom getting married. Oh, also, now that mom is getting married to a general, we have to go to a military academy. Yeah, there's a lot there. Somehow we have to connect that thread to a story that seems like a human being could be in it. (laughs) (laughs) a gifted one at that yeah yeah so yeah i just i think it's interesting because it's not like it has any more or less merit than a hallmark movie and yet it is not fun and i don't think the issue is just like target demographic no to your point it's just part of like a, a system and it's not being churned out for any reason other than they can right i didn't even feel like there was like a thematic thread really that's like the one thing that's strong in american girl doll movies is um Mm -hmm. like they're so so didactic like it is so obvious at every turn what they are teaching you yeah i mean mine was very clear aggressively clear but yeah i know what you mean this one was like a little bit about family a little bit about friendship a little bit about discipline, a little bit about learning stuff. They just phone it in so hard. At least Hallmark really tried. I Maybe that's the thing, is that these are all phoned in. Yeah. And maybe it's that, like, no one in our demo, <laughs> mm-hmm. 
would take a Disney Channel movie like that and be like, I really like this. But there are people in our demo who take a Hallmark movie and say, I really, really like this. Maybe. (laughs) I just am having a really hard time wrapping my head around, like, the true meaning of hate watch. Because it's not, as, as evidenced here, it's not just about watching something that's bad and thinking that it's funny. Right. And it's not always about scholarship. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. So, I don't know. I guess, like, TLDR, Disney Channel movies are not fun, and we regret this episode. <laughs> we regret everything. We regret everything. <laughs> We make bad choices and should not be left to our own devices. Speaking of, that's a beautiful transition. (laughs) (laughs) So speaking of bad choices, uh, Pinterest makes them. How's that? (laughs) They sure (laughs) do. Good. (laughs) Do we like that? Yep. Um, So we... uh, wanted to talk about the lies that Pinterest tells us and some of the bad choices that are made because of Pinterest's lies. Yeah. For me, this is different than like Pinterest fails because this isn't like solely about me seeing something on Pinterest and then trying it and it looking bad. Right. Which is certainly a thing. And we all know that we all know that pain and that struggle. This is more about the psychology, the pathological lying, (laughs) the the endless torment that Pinterest subjects us all to. It's terrible, guys. It is terrible. So the biggest thing for me in terms of Pinterest lies and like what has driven this drama between Pinterest and I for so long is mostly about the disconnect between like the... Uh, like pictures and stuff on Pinterest and then and the content yeah and then the actual content and where I see this best represented is in click-throughs mm-hmm. slash the complete and utter inability to actually click through from anything to anything right on fucking Pinterest right so you see a picture for a thing be it an organizational system or a recipe or like I use it a lot for like kids activities or anything like that, and you go to click, and it turns out someone just stole the fucking picture and yeah. put it on some godforsaken whatever, and there's either no link or the link goes to something spammy. Or it's a, like, a BuzzFeed listicle, and then you have to go through it to find another oh link God, to get to what you were looking fucking for. fucking worst. I, I hate it when you get trapped in listicle hell. Mm-hmm. I actually stopped using it for kids' activities because that particular Pinterest like genre is so littered with posts that just lead you to listicles yeah i just i couldn't even oh yeah that's my biggest beef and that is what in large part inspired most of the other lies i've been told (laughs) oh yeah yeah because you get excited about a thing and then it turns out that the thing is a lie um yeah that's the short story the one and only time i have not been lied to by pinterest is the time that I found my wedding dress. You did find your wedding dress on Pinterest. I saw a picture of it. 
And I went to click on it and I was like, mm, this is one of those things that you see and you can never find in real life, no matter how much time you spend Googling, no matter how many click-throughs you attempt, because it exists only in some weird time warp or like space warp that only Pinterest knows about. Mm-hmm. And so I clicked on it and there was an Etsy listing and I was like, ah. and then I clicked on it and it took me to the designer and I ended up buying that wedding dress and let me tell you how stressful it is to go like six hours away looking for a wedding dress that you found on pinterest and hoping to god that you were gonna buy it or else we were gonna have an actual meltdown in canada in fairness i had spent a year preparing for that letdown which it was not so it was not there were not going to be tears oh yeah okay uh, where you would have seen the fallout would have been the second time we went to try to find a wedding dress. It didn't work out. It would have been okay that day. It would have been horrific the next day. Yeah, that's true. The next time I tried to put a wedding dress on my body. Yeah. That's where you would have seen the fallout. Luckily, we didn't have to go through that. We didn't. It's amazing. <laughs> we all survived. And Pinterest did not lie to me. It Speaking of lie. wedding Pinterest, though... Wedding Pinterest is one of the biggest lies ever told. God, yes. In part because of the click-through issue, in part because of the spam issue. But the biggest fucking problem is that most wedding content on Pinterest is made by professionals in, like, the spam wedding content industry. Yeah. So they create these stylized shoots, and it's, like, event planners whose job it is to, like, design event spaces. And then they put it on Pinterest and tell you it's a DIY thing. <laughs> but it was DIY'd by a bunch of professionals who were hired by a company, not Pinterest per se, but a company, to create these wedding pictures, these stylized shoots. Right. And most of those pictures of couples that you see, those are part of stylized shoots, either for, like, a bridal company or an event company. And so, like, anytime you see something, it's a lie, and you are not going to be able to do it. <laughs> Don't even fucking try. Did we learn about your flowers on Pinterest? We did. <laughs> that was a lie. So, so far, I'm the only one who's never been lied to by wedding Pinterest. It was still kind of a lie. It was not. They were pretty. They were pretty. It was just, like, not as easy and quick as it was suggested it could be. Well, that's because we made 600. You're right. You're Pinterest right. didn't tell us to make 600. <laughs> they did not. Pinterest told us to make, like, 100. And we did run into a few that were huge duds before we found that one. Yes. Yes. Also, the flowers were technically your fault. At any rate. Shh. It's fine. <laughs> You were trying so hard to turn it around, and then you realized I was right. <laughs> you were right. So yeah, fair warning to anybody out there who has ever made a Pinterest board, or God forbid that you are actually planning a wedding and trying to use Pinterest as your spirit guide. It's a lie. It's a lie. And you should only do so if you are fully prepared to be lied to by Pinterest. Right. And you can definitely get into the trap of, like, if you search one thing, that is all it will give you for eternity. Yep. I, um, <laughs> I still, my Pinterest still hasn't figured out that I have been done planning a wedding for over a year. 
And not only that, but right after we did um, our big fantasy wedding league last year. Yeah, it's been downhill ever since. It's been downhill. Like, my shit is so orange. And I didn't ask for orange wedding content. (laughs) Also, I have had a lot of rings on Pinterest. (laughs) And I'm not trying to do that either. No. (laughs) Those follow me everywhere. Everywhere on the internet. life of... Uh, Pinterest rings. Pinterest has a lot of them and they're horrifying and god forbid that you send a few pictures as a joke <laughs> because I've never had so many fucking gaudy diamonds on my phone at one time. Oh god. It's like karma is a bitch. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Pinterest oh, karma. No. Um, oh. Some other lies that Pinterest tells us are uh, organizing hacks. Yeah, those are lies. The, like, the biggest thing, there's a lot of things about organizing hacks. The biggest thing to me, though, is it's sort of like Leslie Nope's binders. It's like they exist in some other type of time warp where people have enough time to organize, like, every single item in their house in separate color array labeled bins. Right. And they make it seem like a recycled spray bottle can look cute on display somewhere, which is also a lie. And, like, more broadly, that is a major issue, is that, like, any DIY project, be it, like, some way that you alter your clothes, or, like, you're talking about, like, reusing bottles and gluing twine to them, or, like, painting random shit, or whatever, that they can be cute. And it turns out anything can be cute if you photograph it right. Right. Like, to me, that's the true spirit of Pinterest fails, is it's not that the individuals in the real world who tried it failed at it. It's that they just didn't have a camera that made it look as good as it looks on Pinterest, and that thing was never meant to look good in real life. Exactly. Another Pinterest lie that comes up a lot is that you can make literally anything out of a recycled palette. Yeah, fuck that. Fuck That's palettes. Incorrect. Also, the internet in general has been lying to you for decades about palettes. You mm-hmm. can't just get those fuckers for free from any old wear. Oh no. They they're not there's not just like a palette emporium outside of Costco just like praying to the gods above that you will come and take their free fucking palettes off their hands. Right. The internet has lied to you. They have lied. Um, other lies that I have, um, one pot recipes never include prep work. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which I've been personally, uh, a victim of. They also never tell you that one pot recipes are going to be really watery. So watery. So watery. Mm Mm-hmm. And my big beef with Pinterest recipes in particular is that they introduce those recipe cards. So at the bottom of the pin, it'll have all the ingredients, but it doesn't put the directions on there. I know. So I still have to click the fucking link. Well, and that's where we circle back to the click-through issue. Right. And I get that's their whole metric for success, but it's terrible. Tasty from BuzzFeed uses Pinterest a lot for their recipes, and even that is, like, not a good method to reliably get to the original recipe but tasty is also not a reliable method for anything yeah tasty is sometimes lies (laughs) (laughs) 
One that people have really just taken on full force is <laughs> inspirational quotes as decor. Oh, mother! I blame Pinterest for that shit. Specifically the one that says, in this house. No. And then lists a bunch of shit. The, the worst one of those is, like, the one with all the nerd shit. So it's like, in this house, we solemnly swear that Star mm-hmm. Wars joke, Doctor Who joke. Yep. I ran out of nerd references. Oh my god, it's so bad. <laughs> my credentials are not great right now. But you get what I'm saying. So it's, like, this huge thing, and it has a line from each, like, nerd property, quote-unquote. Right. Or when you have to label, like, your kitchen with kitchen, and then your living room with live, laugh, love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, you uh, can DIY silkscreen pillows with, like, his and hers. Mm-hmm. Ugh, Pinterest. Um, I also blame Pinterest for the ridiculous amount of things written in, like, that hand lettering script that everything has to be now. Yep. Which, like, I I have fallen victim to it, too. I gave y'all gifts with, like, that type of hand lettering. So whatever. But I blame Pinterest. Yeah. They deserve to be blamed. I also, like, I'm going to use weddings as my example just because I feel like this is the thing Pinterest specializes in. But it's true in other areas as well. I feel like Pinterest has, like, killed any sense of, like, aesthetic originality. Yeah. Yes. Because even when you want to do something, you're like, well, it's on Pinterest and it's a thing, so I don't know if I want to do it anymore. Right. Like, I, so I follow my wedding venue on, um, on Instagram and on Facebook, and pretty much every wedding that's in there looks basically the same. Mm-hmm. Like, they all have the same signs that they printed straight off of Pinterest and they all have the same like mason jars with lace and burlap. Yeah. Yeah, I I also blame Pinterest again on weddings for the increasing trend of like bridesmaids wearing uh like festival dresses, like dresses that look like they belong at Coachella. Mhm. You know, like, either dresses with midriffs or dresses with, like, super high slits or, like, dresses that are falling off of their shoulders. Right. Dresses that look like nightgowns. Typically in, like, a field with high grass. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Not that we didn't trek through a field of high grass for you. Yeah, I was just about to say my, my couple that's portrait different. was done in a, in a field of high grass. <laughs> for what it's worth, it was on an actual working cattle farm and I had to avoid cow pies. So I feel like that gives me some authenticity that Pinterest lacks. I agree. <laughs> Every time I talk about my wedding on this show, I make it sound really unappealing. <laughs> it was unappealing. It was really great. Anyway, aesthetic originality. Pinterest killed it. Pinterest also is creepy because it definitely listens to your conversations on your phone. Yep. Like, out of all the things I use that I'm sure listen to me when I'm speaking, like right now, that one is the one that is the most obvious and creepy about it. Yeah, when we did our fantasy wedding last year, our first one, I said something to you about how I was convinced that the floral was going to be purple and orange, and I was, like, pretty right. And I literally logged onto Pinterest, and there was purple and orange floral. Yeah, we do it all the time when we talk about what we're going to have for dinner. Yeah. And then I go on and it's like six recipes for chicken and pasta and garlic. Like, that's great. That was my grocery list. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But at the same time, Pinterest, if, again, if you look something up, that's all you're going to get. 
if I made chicken and pasta one night, I don't want 17 more recipes of it for the rest of the week. Like, learn how to show a variety of discoverable recipes for me, please. No, absolutely not. Oh, God. No, it's super annoying because there are, like, I've been making, like, baby gifts a lot recently because Lauren has friends who have babies. And I can't get Pinterest to show me a reliable amount of baby content. And, like, I've definitely searched. Or, like... Yeah, yep. Um, I use Pinterest to get, like, makeup ideas, but it's still showing me more wedding stuff than makeup stuff. Yep. I also, I started a board called Personal Brand, because I was trying to see if I could train Pinterest. Mm-hmm. I cannot get Pinterest to figure out what my style is. Yeah, not at all. I just want to let you know I opened up... Um, I just opened up Pinterest to see, and right before this, I was telling you how, um, my boyfriend came home and was making pickles out of cucumbers, and the first recipe I have right now is marinated cucumber salad. Yeah, guys, Pinterest is the KGB. Yes. And I have crispy Parmesan chicken with creamy lemon garlic pasta. Shocker. Obviously. Obviously. (laughs) Mine, right now, I opened mine up to see, too. Mine is, like... Weird. Mine makes no sense. I've got a couple of houseplants. Mm-hmm. I've got hidden kitchen storage solutions. I have some tapestries, a girl's bedroom, and then a whole bunch of fashion. That makes no sense. That's weird. Oh, and then a laundry room sign. No. Pinterest just, like, doesn't even know who I am. Yeah, I've struggled a lot because... As I've talked about before, we watch a lot of Tiny House Hunters, and so Pinterest is convinced that I want a tiny house. Convinced. Yeah, I had that problem last year. It's terrible. I was convinced I lived in a tiny house. (laughs) So, any other lies do you want to share? Other than that Pinterest is... Pinterest is just, like, the worst, like... Yeah. Oh, you know, this is, like, a, a small one, but back to, like, the organizational issue... One thing that drives me batshit is so many of their solutions involve, like, either reusing items. Oh, I just found a palette bar. Huh. Um, it involves uh, reusing items or, like, using items that wouldn't normally be used. So, like, using um, terracotta pots as uh, side tables on your deck. That's mm-hmm. one that has been trendy recently. Um Side note, I was just complaining about how Pinterest doesn't give me baby content, and I just got a pin that is how to change a diaper. <laughs> so Pinterest is listening to us in real time and responding. It is. So you you get these tutorials for reusing items that wouldn't normally be used for that type of organization, but so frequently, because it's like random shit you have laying around like terracotta pots, they are too small to actually do the organizing job that the tutorial thinks it does. And then yeah. it just takes up more space. Yep. What the fuck, Pinterest? Yep. I'm looking for, like, people who are smart to tell me smart things. Not to be told a barrel full of lies. <laughs> My final note for Pinterest is that is a humble brag that, <laughs> <laughs> that I went to Pinterest headquarters Yes. A couple years ago. And took some of the best pictures. Yeah, let me tell you a thing. That place is where Pinterest dreams go to die. 
uh-huh. or are born. Either way, it's it's like <laughs> just as bad as you would think. It sure is. They welcomed us with, they have a, like, a marquee sign, like, uh, outside of a movie theater type situation, and they yep. put our company name on it and said, welcome to Pinterest, with, like, fucking little letters, and it's like, dear lord, and all their conference rooms are named after crafts and DIYs, it's just, like, yep. so, so much. <laughs> and yet their business doesn't seem to be going well. <laughs> yeah, right. I wonder if it's all that free crafting area. Stuff, supplies, <laughs> things, words. It's all Christmas lights and uh, mood lighting. Like, I've never seen an office with such ambient lighting. Right. And there's, like, hanging balls of yarn as, like, decor. It's, yeah. How much employee time do you suppose is spent just, like, playing with the stuff they found on Pinterest? Oh, so much time. Right? So, so like, much time. It's either that or hanging out in their kitchen with all their free shit. <laughs> they had, like, full bars of, like, different granola mixes and Ugh. snacks and cereal and candy. And I'm like, okay, great. That's gross. Great. Pinterest, great. <laughs> so if you have some stories of lies Pinterest has told you, we definitely want to hear those. Yeah, we do. And we'd all like to commiserate together. So find us on Twitter at HateWatchWithUs or send it to us um, at our email, HateWatchWithUs at gmail.com. If you have pictures in particular, that would be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. We'll share them. Yeah, we absolutely will. We have a strong following of, like, seven people. <laughs> yeah, we've got, we've got, like, seven people and, like, six bots. And yeah. they're they're all ready to see the ways Pinterest has lied to you. It's true. Um, or if you happen to know anything about avoiding Pinterest lies, I would like to hear that. Yeah. Because as of right now, I super don't understand the cultural relevance of Pinterest and the lies it tells. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, find us there. We also have additional content at our Tumblr, which is <laughs> hatewatchwithus.tumblr.com. I we have no additional content on Pinterest. <laughs> uh, what would a Pinterest, a hate watch Pinterest look like? Uh, it would just be a full board of live, laugh, loves. <laughs> and American Girl dolls. I might actually start that, so. <laughs> <laughs> so look out for us on Pinterest. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep you posted. Alright, well thanks for listening. Well we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Look at all the fucks we give. <laughs> <laughs>